let's be real episode 197 we're three weeks away from 200 how y'all doing doing well doing well good to see y'all man the fact we're gonna hit 200 on, in black history month that's what's up there there you go. Go. Mm. Right being black every day as always y'all know y'all can follow us on twitter tiktok ig and facebook mainly twitter and tiktok at lbr underscore media and subscribe and listen on any podcast and platforms since we are on 11 different platforms and 12 if you count youtube check us out live on any given saturday and catch the recording afterward if you want to watch on youtube without further ado let's get to our intro Let's be real. All right. So I already know. BP Shark. Got Sky Lido back in the building. Got Trevor. And two-thirds of three the Hardaway podcast with Savage and Took. And she is missing the day. So Savage is replacing Sheedy. And I tried to get I got Darren Jean's own Giants fan, but he had to work today. So wanted to get some Eagles Giants. I bet he got the biggest Giants jersey on. Yeah, but he's standing like a giant man. Hold on. Hold on. He hit the day day. But speaking of Giants, let's get to the NFL wild card weekend. So in this recap, instead of just doing a literally game by game recap, it's six games. That's a lot of games to do a, a straight recap on. So I got a couple questions. So I'm just going to ask the ask the fellas, and we're just going to answer the questions, answer based on the teams and the games from last week. So the first question, what was the most shocking result of last week's game? Which game was the most shocking to you? Start Trevor to Scala Savage. Hmm, the most shocking. Oh, wow. Um, most shocking. I would probably have to go. I'm going to have to go with Dolphins Bills um, just for the sake that I, I did not expect the uh, Buffalo Bills to come out the way that they did at home. Like I think – Prior to the game, we all picked the Bills to basically just roll over the Dolphins because of what all they have. Oh, welcome back, Skyler, by the way, from uh Buffalo's locker room. Uh, I'm pretty sure you collected that playoff check. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I, I just think for what the Dolphins were able to do defensively, what they were able to, uh, they were able to stay in the game defensively and make plays on special teams. I think. Honestly, truthfully, had Tua or any kind of respectable quarterback had been there. Uh, things may have been different um, with the Dolphins and Bills. We may be looking at the Dolphins right now, um, I'm, I'm guessing, in Kansas City as opposed to Jacksonville. Uh, the Jacksonville Chargers game was not a shock to me because I just found – I just knew somehow, some way, the Chargers were going to blow that game. Um, I said last week Giants and Vikings were the most mid uh, matchup in, in the whole weekend, and anyone could have won that game, as we saw. Um but yeah, for me, it was definitely Dolphins Bills. I think for the Bills to not only freeze, yep, had it upset. Um, to me, it was probably the most shot. All right, we back. 
Oh yeah, I was done uh, after I made my comment about Dolphins Bills. So anyone who whoever is next can go up. Uh, yeah, for me, it's actually two of them. Um, I'll be real brief. Uh, of course, the Chargers, Jaguars, at this point, I'm with y'all. Uh, for pretty much on both games, actually, for my conclusion. Like, that's that's embarrassing. For Jay Herbo, Justin Herbert, for you to take the next step, you got to win the games like this. You got to win the games against Jacksonville because Trevor Lawrence Sunshine is there. And next year, he's going to be even better with Calvin Ridley coming back. So that's one you got to win, especially in the first round. And, of course, like I said, the Vikings-Giants, I thought the Vikings would do better. Uh, they play a hell of a great season, a much better season than, you know, even before. And you go against a Giants team who's still in, and you still can't get past them. You know, Justin Jefferson couldn't even get 50 yards last week. And I think that's that's a big issue. So all in all, I'm, I don't want to say surpri- it's, it's surprisingly personally for me because, like I said, I thought the Vikings would be better in the playoffs. And I thought that, you know what I'm saying, the Chargers would do better, but they didn't. So it's early as hell, man. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> um my next i think i was next right yeah um actually if i can be super specific i think the lack of defense that i saw from the Tampa bay buccaneers was extremely shocking to me um i knew that offensively tampa bay was not good they've shown it all season um and i'm not even surprised at the result that much but i think i'm just kind of surprised that you know with levante david with um Devin white with carlton davis like their crew which is essentially, I mean, at least most of that, most of that defense is the carryover from the past two years and how bad they looked to me defensively against Dallas. Look, that that was the most shocking t- thing to me. I saw DBs playing 10, 11 yards off, you know, off, off coverage. I mean, Dallas had people, you know, running wide, wide open. And that's not taking anything from Kellen Moore, um, taking but anything from the Dallas Cowboys. But I just kind of knew that that game would be at least a little bit closer or at least the defense for Tampa Bay would have at least kept them in the game and to kind of see how ill-prepared that they were was a little shocking to me. If I can be really honest, there was only one thing that surprised me this weekend, not a game, but a thing. So aside from like just going through all the games real quick, Niners and Seahawks, that's a divisional game. It was close in the first half and then 49ers better team took over. Uh, Chargers and Jaguars, the aforementioned Chargers, not surprised they gave up a lead. Doug Pearson's a great coach, not surprised by that. Uh, Bills and Dolphins, again, another divisional matchup, not surprised by that. The Vikings, I've been saying they frauds for like five years. Kirk Cousins is a fraud for like five years. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, Bengals and Ravens, again, that game could have gone either way had Tyler Huntley not get slapped at the goal line, 98-yard fumble recovery touchdown. Close game, divisional matchup, not surprised by that. Cowboys and Buccaneers, the Buccaneers suck. The Cowboys are a better team. Not surprised by that. The only thing that surprised me is that Brett Maher missed four extra points. That's the only thing that surprised me. I was hoping for five <laughs> after that. Uh, so, yeah, that surprised me more than anything else. And I would love to see it again uh, tomorrow on Sunday against uh, the 49ers. But, yeah, missing, missing extra points, that surprised me the most. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, surprising, to say the least. Mine's um, yeah, I it go back to Jacksonville Chargers. And you know me, I've been calling it, I've been saying the Chargers are chokers for 15, 20 years now, right? <laughs> it's just the fact that Trevor, really, I say more so specifically Trevor Lawrence, for you to throw four interceptions and to completely turn it around and throw four touchdowns. I think he threw four touchdowns, right? In the second half. And for you just to, I've never seen like I don't think I've ever seen that from a quarterback to just throw that many interceptions and like have a complete turnaround to that extent. Trevor, you got somebody? 
Ben Roethlisberger's done it. That's that's Vince's nah, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger. That sounds that sound about right. <laughs> did they come back and win when you did it though? Uh, yeah. Okay. In the regular, it was a regular season game, but and he did it in the playoff game against Cleveland, but just they didn't come back. They came, but sure. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, he did do it. Yeah. So the thing, just Trevor Lawrence, especially him being his second year, his first playoff game for you to be down twenty-seven nothing for interceptions. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, let's go and wrap it up before you just like come around, score a touchdown in uh, right before halftime. The second half, just like play lights out. That that was uh, definitely a sight to see, but. Um, let's get to some of the comments. Shout out to the comments, uh, too. We got my guy Mike Pat, just one hosting to an AC South. Says Shay Shay coming to Memphis. Y'all know about the Shay Shay Memphis thing. We probably will get to it. Come yeah, on, buddy. So we have to get to it. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, Shay. We, 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 we got you. <laughs> he's 1845. He's talking about the Dolphins quarterback. I'm pretty sure he's talking about yeah. it. Yeah, that's how it's exactly what you do. Scott uh, Thompson, yeah, Clayton. Yeah, I got guys. Ryan came in, Tyler. Ryan said, "Y'all, y'all airline. Yeah, some guys had had an eleven o'clock appointment. Oh, you, yeah. Nah, you're late, ain't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all about the uh, that's good. Y'all <laughs> early, y'all late. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, two guests. Uh, Mike about his uh comment about Herbert being elite talent, but not the quarterback. He said it means can make all throws and things, but doesn't do elite things to crunch time when the team needs it consistently. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers, because I think I think it's because it's, it's the Chargers." I'm sorry. I, it's both. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to that coming again. So he said, makes all the tight throws. So basically, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, hey, he won Super Bowl. So hey, yeah. <laughs> hey. But Herbert, Aaron Rodgers for the last five, six years. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Let, let me, I'm gonna say, let me see more of that from Justin Herbert. I honestly mm-hmm. think it's a it's a byproduct of him being for the of him playing for the Chargers. I really think that's what it is. And also, like the coaching, man, the coach he's he's staying. Yeah. Why is the coach staying? Like, right. I, <laughs> I think two things could be true. It's both right now. But okay. like you said, coaching coaching goes goes different. Really goes deep into it as well. But next question I have: What was the best game overall game of last week? Same order. What was just the best game? The best game overall. Um nah, not that bad, Ryan. Andy Dalton, he, they ain't turning nah, into that. Yeah, <laughs> let, 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 let's let's not be disrespectful. We'll put a little respect on Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh let's see the best game of the weekend. Um, uh, and I hate to be biased, but it's just my personal preference. It was uh Ravens Bengals. Um Ravens uh, just did basically everything to win that game up in, in Savage Mission up until the failed attempt at the sneak uh, from Tyler Huntley, which uh, resulted in the fumble and the Bengals take it at 98 yards. That pretty much completely changed the game for the Bengals. And I think at that point, the Bengals didn't look back. But um, it was your typical AFC North matchup. Like it was not a, not a whole lot of scoring. Uh, both defenses playing well. Uh, we were just seeing who was going to actually make some kind of positive play on the offensive end. And um, for the most part, for most of that night, it was actually the Baltimore Ravens up until the, the failed sneaking on the, in the red zone, because let's just keep it a buck. Baltimore scores there. Baltimore probably wins that game. Um, so for me, I, I would definitely go uh, Bengals Ravens as probably my best game of the weekend. Hey Ryan, bro, we kick we kicking against out today, bro. It's ten o'clock, Ryan. <laughs> you talking about some pull out, bro? Is the sun even out where you at? Let's man? be nice. Let's be nice. 
Did you pray for it before you put the coming out there? Your best game of the week, <laughs> the weekend. Well, my best game for the weekend is for a different reason. Uh, it's because one, we didn't, to my understanding, we hadn't picked who we thought was going to win the Super Bowl, correct? And it's a team that I expect to be there for sure. And the way that they play overall, and it, it, it's it's like, okay, y'all here. And that team was the 49ers and the Seahawks game. Granted, it was a blowout, but it should have been. This uh, The 49ers, they've had a physical defense for years, even last year. Now you got you you went and made a move for Christian McCaffrey. You know what I'm saying? And uh, damn it, hey Tyler, we kicking niggas out, bro. You ain't just get you hear what I just said. I had to change my my uh, profile picture, Christian McCaffrey. But you know, I had no problem with it. Former Panther, I, I get it. But uh, for me, like I said, the best game of the, uh, the, uh, the uh, last weekend, even though it was a blowout, it kind of confirmed to me that the 49ers are gonna be that team in the NFC to go against. You know, to make it to the Super Bowl. That's why it was the best game for me. Uh, Trevor actually stole my answer. Um, so he actually had a, he had, he picked the right one, in my opinion, with, uh, with Cincinnati and Baltimore, but I'll just kind of switch gears just to say something different. Um, Minnesota and the Giants game was pretty good for my, for my opinion. Um, Brian Dayball is, you watch that game and I think it was just kind of fun to watch because you see good coaching. Like you understand like how important coaching is to football and Brian Dayball, just like the, the game plan that he had for Minnesota and I granted Minnesota and had a defense in lord jesus i don't know but still to kind of see like the the game plan that they put against minnesota that game it still kind of in a sense came down to the wire um that game for me was kind of fun to watch and just have a point like you kind of knew that minnesota would fall like that but just kind of still being able to kind of watch it again is, is kind of actually pretty funny so yeah uh for me um it was bills and dolphins man um I said it on Twitter, like the Dolphins weren't going. Like they they still were finding ways to win despite Scott Thompson having a terrible game passing. Like there were passes that he was just like, where are you going with the ball? But that lets me know that despite the situation with like Tua and the concussion and all those things, that Mike McDaniel's a good coach. That like that, that man coached football. Like he coached some offense one way or another. And if they even had a halfway competent quarterback of uh, the Dolphins, they would have won that game, I think. And I think Buffalo is in trouble this weekend. Uh, depending on who you ask. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, Bills and Dolphins. That's the best game. Yep, I stick to what Skyler said. I want to say just the best game, watching for the eyes from start to finish was the Giants and Vikings. Although <laughs> I did miss the beginning of it because we was recording our starting five podcasts for uh, Grizzlies at that time. But that game, just from the beginning to end, it was probably the more entertaining, balanced offensive defense, back and forth type of game. All the other games, kind of you had a blowout, then a comeback. You had same thing. Bill Dolphins was kind of blowout, a comeback, an ugly comeback, but it was a comeback nonetheless. The Bengals, Ravens, just an ugly, tight AOC North type of game. But those are two divisional games, so I, I wouldn't expect anything less. And the other games of the weekend, it was on two other games that were blowouts. Although the uh, the four nine Seahawks game didn't become blowout until late third quarter, so the Seahawks did keep it a game. But just from start to finish, I would say just seeing Daniel Jones, especially. I think this is his first playoff game. And we always say he had no receivers, and it's, he's finding ways, right? And it's just he did. He definitely did show me something in his very first playoff game against the Vikings. With I mean, I don't know who he's doing the ball to I, Isaiah Hodgins. Like where he come from? He just signed with them this year during the season. Well, yeah, he's he he throwing the ball to creative players for sure. We haven't heard <laughs> or said the name Kenny Galladay since he signed. So. <laughs> oh yeah, it's over. <laughs> I forgot about bro. And he's healthy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's healthy. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. That man got the bag and said, "Screw y'all, I'm good." The Albert Hayes worked the wide receivers. The Chandler Parsons of the world. Oh boy, yeah. All right, don't end <laughs> Next question. All right, man. Next go question. Go ahead to us on comments. Uh, with Mike, we're gonna make just Herbert a topic for our, probably our next episode. We ain't got no time for this episode. That's a I, that's a real key one. That's a real big one. It's, I've seen yeah. a lot of smoke to Ron Davenport say he was top five after right the game. I've seen a lot of smoke coming his way, so that's a real good topic, real treatment topic. We need to talk about this episode, yeah. But coming forward, next, the most boring game of the weekend. What game was just like, ah. Blah. It was just so uninteresting. Just the worst game of the weekend. I'm actually going to go Cowboys Bucks. Uh, just for the reasons we talked about earlier. Uh, the Buccaneers offense have been absolutely trash. Um, you would think that their defense would at least try to do something to at least keep it close. Um, Dallas just basically came in with a great game plan in mind and just basically rolled over them. And very rarely have I seen Tom Brady look as bad as he looked um, in that game against us. Now, granted, he's looked bad most of this season, but golly, like Tom Brady was missing like most of the easiest of throws to people, and he was trying to get Chris Godwin killed out there. I, I'm just gonna keep keep it a hundred too. Um, so yeah, if I had to go with with some, it, it would be Cow- with the most boring. It would be Cowboys and Bucks. I would have to agree wholeheartedly. I would honestly have rather, you know, should have, could have, would I'd rather see my Panthers play against the Cowboys. Like, come on, man. Y'all wanted to, the NFL wanted Tom Brady in the playoffs so bad. And that's what we got. Karma is a witch with a capital B. That's all I got to say because it was definitely to me one of the more boring games of the of this weekend. Tom Brady is is he about to dip. Uh the Cowboys looking good. Brock, uh, Bucks defense, like you said, Savage Dane's they ain't do what they supposed to do. So it was it was it was pretty boring to me. For as compelling as it was for us into the game, Chargers and Jaguars did not interest me at all. From the from the standpoint, well, like one, Chargers were putting up points, but it's because Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball, like he was turning the ball over in their own territory. So you know, the Chargers were able to kind of score that way. But I mean, like the Chargers did not look good offensively, and so even when you saw them kind of jump out, like we all know what the Chargers do. Like we kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's time's just ticking. Like we already know that this game is about to, you know, they're about to make a comeback. Now I was a little. Shocked to still see that they, um, the Jacksonville was kind of still able to kind of pull it at the end, but the game was just kind of like from start to finish, like uh, I've read this book before, so like there's nothing that's going to surprise me about it. Uh, speaking of the charge, I want to give a shout out to Asante Jr. for getting three of them things in that game, too, because uh, I, I'm old enough to remember his dad doing the same things. Uh, anyway, uh, most boring game, I mean. Skyler, you and Bianca called me during the Cowboys and Bucks game, and I wasn't even watching the game. <laughs> so I'm going to clearly say Bucks and Cowboys because I was like, all right, Tom Brady ain't doing nothing. The Cowboys are easily driving downfield all day, all night long. So, yeah, Bucks and Cowboys, my most boring game, easily. Yeah, Mike just said he had people in the booth covering the game. They all knew Jack's coming back. I ain't mad Jack's fan tell me. He, like, he was, like, really just want that worry and – Manny, I would say this, the Chargers were up, were up only 20. It was like, you picked them out four times and you were only up 27 nothing. <laughs> you were only up 27 nothing. Like, nah. <laughs> you should you should have more points than 27. All right, that's just keep it a book. Because a lot of ancestors were in their territory. But, um, nah, it had to be Cowboys. From just start to finish, that Cowboys. 
um, Bucks game. I barely watched it, right? It was just – I hate to say because, you know, we all – a lot of us picked the Cowboys to lose that game. And it's kind of like I wish it was a better game. I want – I thought the Cowboys should have won. I just picked against them because they notoriously choke like the Chargers. But Tampa Bay just – just it's just a bad team and Jacksonville is a decent team. That's the difference between the two. And yep. just from start to finish, I don't like you. Like I think Scout said someone said, nah, Ryan said cutting kicking missing extra points. It was just like that's something that kind of kept you tuned in. And it's like it's still yeah. Tom Brady, but overall that game was just very trash. But shout out to the Cowboys, shout out to Cheaty. No, you missing today, but shout out to him for finally pushing through and getting that first road playoff win since when I was a baby, when we were babies, pretty much. I mean, that's it. I'm I'm there serious scout in the woods. 93. All of us were babies, essentially. But you could have just said since 93. You had to throw the nah. shade. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's it's not a that was like a little shade. I ain't going to lie. Skyler, <laughs> this is Come our Come with the straight bully. Like, this is our leader, Skyler. This is our leader. We got to follow him. <laughs> it's the truth, though. <laughs> man, it is what it is. Like, Shout out to Chidi, man. I, 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 I'll... I'll take that L because I did say that they would lose that game as well. So I'll, I'll take that L. Cool. And the final question of the teams that lost, who has the most questions going to the offseason of all the teams that lost? Which team has like the most questions about their future? Mm. Uh, doesn't matter. I think I own a little second. It's a couple of teams, really, but uh, I don't want to name the same team, so I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh, first and foremost, it's the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it's just a, a, another year where you've gotten to the playoffs, play quote-unquote relatively well for the season, only for it to come to an end because of Kirk Cousins. Um I troll him a lot because he's not because he's probably one of the worst, if not the worst QB. But it's not because of his skill set. It's just because he's just good. Like he's not terrible. He's not great. He's just mid. Like if you if you constantly are getting mid at some point, something has to change. And you're really going to have a question at this point as to whether or not he is your guy um, at the quarterback. So uh, for me, I, I I go with the Minnesota Vikings right now, and then they're already they've just gotten rid of their defense coordinator, and they're requesting to interview Brian Flores. So who knows what's going to happen on the defensive side of the ball too for Minnesota? So just to kind of kick start it off, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm actually go with the uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, and why I say the Baltimore Ravens is the fact that what the hell are y'all going to do with Lamar Jackson? I'm willing to say Lamar Jackson, until he get that long-term guaranteed contract, we may have seen him play his last game for the Ravens. The Ravens can try to franchise tag him if they want, but I think in this day and age, Lamar Jackson and his mom, who's his manager, are going to do what's best for him. Having said that, I think if they would have had Lamar Jackson on the field, you know, even if he was healthy or whatever, whatever I think they could have beat the Bengals this week. So I think that kind of ties into what needs to happen over the offseason for the Ravens, because if you don't re-sign Lamar, for one, you're going to lose, you know, half of your fan base that rock with you anyway. For two, you, you're going to have to reconstruct your entire offense. And for three, it's like you're right there. You know what I'm saying? Give Lamar his money. He's due. He's an MVP for you. Give this man his money, because if you don't, you're going to regret it. And I think still that's going to be the – that's going to be at the top of like a, a bunch of teams, like uh, a bunch of the NFL's like priority. It's like, what is going to happen with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? The ball is literally in your court. 
took took mine. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a different and go with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay from the perspective of um, you more than likely know that Tom Brady's not coming back. If he's coming back to the NFL, he's more than likely not going to be with your team. Um, you just let go of Byron uh, Leftwich as an OC, which makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Cool with me. Um, but not even just, but not, not even from like an offensive perspective. But again, I called out their defense, you know, earlier, like a few minutes ago. And like, what are you going to do on that end? Because they did not show up in the playoffs um, at all. And so now you have to think about what you want to do uh, from there. Is Ty Bowles coming back? Like, what does that entire coaching staff look like? Because essentially, Bruce Arians put most of that together. Um, not to say he deserves all the credit, but now that he's no longer there, Tom Brady's more than likely not coming back. Like, what does the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like next season? Slow as hell. Fire everybody. Just get rid of everybody. Don't even bring nobody back either. I'm going to go uh, with the Seahawks. And I say the Seahawks because they are a team that has to figure out what y'all doing at quarterback. Personally, I'm not paying Geno Smith whatever money he thinks he deserves. Jim Smith is a great story. He'll be a good quarterback for somebody's team, but he is not going to win your Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, they can try to to trick their minds to think that. They have a young defense that has some potential with uh, Tariq Woolen and uh, Kobe Bryant on the other side. Uh, offensively, they got, they got the running back. What was his name? Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, I think. Uh, yeah, from Memphis. Memphis. From Memphis. Yeah, yeah, from Memphis. Yeah, you got DK. Yep. You got Lockett. Um, and Gino is good, but they won with nine games. Now they over exceeded, you know, based on trading um, Russell Wilson. But you have a high draft pick this year, and I'm like, man, I can get, I might can get Stroud, I might can get uh, Bryce Young or whoever else they think is a quarterback. Will Levis, if they want Will Levis. Uh, but at, at some point, you got you got to consider like, what are we going to do at quarterback that's going to help us long term? And so that's the question that the Seahawks have to answer, and that makes it a big question for any NFL team is quarterback. Uh, he gone, Ron. What the hell are you talking about? He gone. Deuces. For the people, for the people listening to audio, I asked Ryan just made a comment saying San Donna led the where lead his time for San Donna lead the Panthers to the NFC South. Yeah, uh, he gone. It's too early to be trolling. Bro. This ain't this ain't trolling, up, bro. Can, can we put restrictions on this podcast that you cannot you cannot troll anybody before ten thirty? After at ten thirty one, it's cool. It's free game. It's too early. I'm loving all the movie references. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like what time zone we in? Because it's not a clock my time. <laughs> <laughs> you just behind. Then people control you. They can't troll us. That's what that's what that looks like. Sorry, right? right. <laughs> move move back to the image. That's gonna bother you. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh man, but mass. I'm going to say the Dolphins. They have a quarterback question as well because two of these concussions probably shouldn't play another NFL game. Deuces. And even if he do decide to play because of those injuries, do you want to roll with him or get another quarterback? And the Dolphins, I don't know how they pick. Do they got somebody? I feel like they got somebody's pick or they something. I forgot. I need to look at the draft the capital or whatever. But they need they have a quarterback question as well. And they have the talent around them. Yeah, I don't think they have a pick this year. Let me let me see. Okay. I think it was maybe last year when they had the Texans picks from well, what trade was Larry Tonson. So yeah, I think he ended last year. But yeah, they, they need to figure something out because rather two plays a night, his injuries and his concussion, just his safety. You just gotta they got the talent. They just like Sapper said, you just had a, a decent court. But that Geno Smith played in that game, they win that game. He's low low. <laughs> just just keep it a book. So yeah, I, I would say the Dolphins, the other teams, 
you know, they kind of already know the direction they're going in. The Bucks need to rebuild. The Ravens know what they need to do. <laughs> we, look, we know Kirk Cousins coming back. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> the Bucks fired, like, almost all their staff. So they yeah. know they clean the house. They clean the house. Yeah, really, yeah. Well, I see the other teams kind of know what they're doing. So yeah. I think the Dolphins have the biggest question mark because they, don't, they don't know what they're doing. They're quarterback right now. But Yeah, so the Dolphins, the Dolphins don't have a first this year, but they have um, – they have a second, Chubb. third, and all the way. I'm going to be a quarterback. They, they, they really they okay. They need a quarterback. They, they can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. They trade for Bradley Chubb. I don't know. They, they the trade Bradley for first trade is what, yeah, yep. what Bingo. That's what it was. Yep. yep. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Well, that was it for the NFL wild card recap on two. The division around the playoffs. Now we're about to actually do some real predictions and get through each game. So first up, we got – Trevor Lawrence and the comeback Jags against the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got? Let's do reverse order. Savage Gallo to Trevor. All right. So we got the 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 master and the pupil in this game. We got Andy Reid versus Doug Peterson. I'm actually looking forward to this game. Like I just because I want to see what do both offenses do and how does Doug come at Andy? How does Andy come at Doug? Uh that being said, it's not time yet. It ain't time yet, Trevor Lawrence. Give me the Chiefs um, rather easily because do not throw four picks against the Chiefs and give the ball back to uh, Patrick Mahomes because otherwise they scoring double 27. They scoring 60. <laughs> so give me the Chiefs easily. Uh, if, if Doug somehow wins, I mean, I told you about Doug, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Chiefs quite easily. Yeah, this is a game that I, I would be absolutely shocked if the Jags won. Uh, from the from the standpoint of we we know Andy Reid's record when he has a week off, um, we know Pat Mahomes and his stats you know in division around of, of of playoff games and so um, I think that the Jags have a little bit of carryover from last week. Um, Kansas City, in my opinion, has one of the better offenses in the league, if not the best one. And so, uh, granted that Jaguars' defense has played really well as of late, but. I don't see them slowing down Pat Mahomes. He essentially he had he kind of had his way with them early in the season. They only won, I think, 27-17, but I just don't see the Jags being able to to slow down Pat Mahomes. So give me, give me Kansas City. I kind of like that score, uh 27-17 with the uh, with the Chiefs. Um, I think I think the the Trevor Lawrence will make it competitive, but at the same time, considering everything that you just said, Scholar, and considering that like Savage, you just said literally what came out of my mouth, like don't let the the, the Chiefs defense who's better than last year, you know, get four interceptions and get a ball back to uh, to, to Mahomes four more extra times. It's a wrap. Uh, but I think, I think Trevor, I think Sunshine will come in and fix some of those mistakes. I don't see four interceptions, maybe two. Um, I think it'll be closer than what people give him credit for. Like, like I said, 27, 17 is kind of where I got it with the Chiefs. Y'all saying it's not time for Trevor Lawrence. We said the same exact thing about Joe Burrow last year. Where did Joe Burrow end up in the Super Bowl? with a player something away from actually winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think the Jags make this interesting. I, I, I really think that uh, Kansas City is going to take them lightly uh, because of the extra rest and, and everything and things of that nature. But I, I just I need a bonus Come on, man. Man. I got All the chance. for nothing. Boo. No, 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 no. No, screw it, screw it. I'll do it. Hey, Trevor, the line nine and a half for Chiefs. You he think about that life? He ain't about that life. Nine and a half is the line. Y'all said 27 17. So that's the Trevor. I, I just want to look at it. What you got? For the people. Just for the people, I'll do it. Give me Jags 34 31. 
You trying to make some money. Oh, trying to make some money. Trying to pay the house Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for the people. I'll do it for the people. I'll go 3431 Jags. But I, I think the Jags make it interesting, but yeah. Okay. We'll see. That's that's what's up, man. Because I show when picking the Jags. I think a blowout, honestly. Uh, I'm hoping the Jags keep it close, but the Jags tend to get down early in games. There wasn't just a Chargers game. They were down by 17 to the Cowboys during the season. They were down by 10 or 9 to the Ravens. They had to come back. They were down. It was another game. Like, they last four or five wins or something. They had to make a comeback in. You ain't doing that against the Chiefs. Um, so, I hope they fix their slow start because slow start against them. Both picks tonight. A slow start period. Yeah, slow start. You're going to be down 21-0. Yeah. You're going to be down 21 before you look at So, that's why I think a blowout is coming, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a close game. And just, right. just real quick. The Chiefs have had a history of coming out flat at home. Let's not forget, they were down 24 nothing to the Texans uh, a couple years back with Pat Mahomes yeah. before the Chiefs decided Child. to wake up and, <laughs> and, and hang 50 on them. Folks. So it's possible. Yep. All right, Savage. Giants, Eagles tonight. Third time y'all played them this season. What I already know who you got, but why how, how why are y'all gonna win? How y'all gonna okay, win? Man. I'm like this is easy money, man. Like the moment the Giants won, I said, Oh, easy money, easy money. Like we y'all, I don't know where what Giants fans or the media is doing and trying to hype up Daniel Jones. He all right, he cool, but he, there's a reason why the Giants did not pick up his fifth year option as a top what top five, top six pick. Let's be real. The first Giants game we played, then we were up 48 to 14. It was easy money. The second game, we were up 22 to 6 with, with Jalen Hurts, a vanilla offense. That man didn't even scramble the whole game. Dallas Goddard just came back. We we scored 48 points. Easy money, Ryan. Easy money. Like, look, I'm a I'm a realistic Eagles fan when it comes to playing certain teams in the playoffs. Like last year we played the Bucks. I'm like, nah, we ain't winning. Hell no, nah, we're not winning. But the Giants, the Giants are the one team that I know for sure we get in the business. All day long, there is a stat, and I noticed I watched a lot of lot of Giants Eagles games. There's a stat where the Giants were up like 25 points, points 25 games in the all time matchup by back in 2002. Since then, not only have we taken like tied them, we've taken the lead on the all time matchup. It's easy money. Get that giant trash out of here. We winning at least by 14 points, at least by 14 points. It's easy what's money. The, what's the spread? The spray, I think, is eight. It's easy money. Eight. Easy okay. money. It's yeah, easy money. I take that. And I, and also, let me let me let me say this, because I ain't been on here in a very long time. Jalen Hurts is a superstar. Should have won MVP. He didn't win MVP. It's gonna give it to Patrick Mahomes. That's fine. But if y'all go find a video, of Jalen Hurts hyping up the team, you know exactly how how you gonna go out there and kill him. Easy money. Easy. Savage, uh, Scott, before you go, just Savage, it's been two years in the making, but we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. David Hurts is a superstar. We're You're sorry. sorry. You're we're sorry. We're sorry because I wasn't the only one. He wasn't a superstar at the time he made that statement. Shark and me watched him at Alabama. We had zero idea that Jalen Hurts was going to be this good. Right. I'm proud of him. And, yeah, I, and we're proud worried, of him. So. I'm not worried. 
if it was the Cowboys yeah. or the Niners, I'd be like, okay, it's like I'll be real. Like, yeah, yeah, they 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 got a chance. Like next week, we could lose next week. Yeah. But the Giants, no, absolutely not. No. Like so, no. now there are two teams that I don't care about the Vikings and the Giants. I'm not worried about none of them teams. Everybody else, y'all do with it. But go ahead. And, and speaking of the Vikings, I think that's why people are giving the Giants a, a shot. I honestly don't think it's gonna be close either. Uh, <laughs> because here's the thing: Minnesota's defense is not what Philly defense is. You see what I'm saying? Like that's two totally different things. And I think, uh, in my opinion, uh, top three defenses in the league, two of them are in the yeah. NFC. One being the 49ers, two being the Eagles. Um, and so I think from that perspective, I think Daniel Jones struggles. Um, again, to his point, there's a reason why um, the Giants have not picked up his fifth year option. There's a reason why Brian Dayball was kind of committing. We're only giving the word adjective of good when describing Daniel Jones. There's like his performance last week was really great. Again, bad check, but he's not that good, you know, on a week to week basis. And so um, I think the I think the Eagles win and they cover as well too. I'm a triple everything y'all just said three times a charm, man. Give me the Eagles by a blowout. It, it should be, it should be close. Get get Sonic on out of here, man. Hopefully, this is the last time we see Sonic in a Giants uniform. And cool. Bye. Deuces. Yeah, I ain't stupid. Give me <laughs> somebody got somebody gotta pick it. Somebody gotta pick I, look, I, I had to start Daniel Jones in, on in fantasy. I've seen all I need to say. Give me the Eagles. I ain't that stupid. Yeah, the Eagles' strength is defense, especially the backside. And like we were talking about, who is Danny Jones throwing the ball to? Their weakness, and I think they corrected the weakness, their run defense. Um, and Saquon Barkley is a formidable to keep them in the game. So I do believe it would be closer than y'all think it. But I think I, – I put it this way. I picked the Eagles' scope to spread, but I think it will be a late cover. It will be a close game that they get like a last breakaway it'll touchdown. Like last game, because we were about yeah. 16 points for Kane to score touchdown, yeah. Yeah, it'll be some like it'll be some stuff like that that goes on, but I think it'll be a closest game, but not like a close game where the Giants have a legit chance in winning. Cause I think Brian Dayball, he's a pretty good coach. He's gonna find a way to keep him in the game where it's not like a complete blowout. Now next right. year they're gonna be really good. They're gonna be good next year. Oh, they're they gonna, gonna be. They're gonna be something. Yeah. Could they gonna actually get some weapons? Because yeah. I think Dave Jones yeah. could be pretty decent. Just I need to see him with somebody right. <laughs> at this point. Um. All right. It gonna be the real game Sunday. The real ones. Let's start. Bengals, Bills. I feel like this guy should have been a neutral site, but you know, hey, I, I get it. Well, before they came up with to make Bengals go to Buffalo after the council game, we'll go with it. Bengals, Bills. Both teams struggled with their divisional rivals last week, so a lot of people are down on them. It's divisional rivals three times they played them teams. Who y'all got? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. Oh, man. So the, the Bengals are missing three offensive linemen. Um, and we've seen we still seen Joe Burrow succeed without offensive linemen last year. They did get the guy from uh, what Leo Collins from the Cowboys uh, in the offseason to show up the O line, but it's still not good. But Savage. what they're missing, they're, they got three linemen out. Leo Collins is out for the season with 20. Oh, yeah, okay. So, you know I'm saying they, they brought him in to, to help yeah. show it up, but they still, you know, still hurt. Uh, but they're missing three offensive linemen. But mm -hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow, I, I doubted Joe Burrow when he came into the league because I was like, I'm unsure. He was very, he had a very talented team at LSU. Maybe he's a product of the system. Nah, that dude is legit. I don't know how they're gonna do it. I think the Bengals gonna win. I, I think that Joe Burrow, he has that 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 taste in his mouth from last year and losing the Super Bowl. They could have won. And I think that dude different, man. I think he got the he got the talent to be the best quarterback in the game. And I think this is a game where he can prove it again. He's beating the Chiefs on the road, and now he's gonna be Buffalo on the road. 
that's crazy. Give me, give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals as well. I, I I know and I hear you when the when the Bengals are missing three linemen. If nothing else, I think we on this podcast understand the importance of an offensive line. But then I think we also need to understand the importance and how good Joe Burrow is, bro. Is he's legit? Like probably like Pat Mahomes is fun to watch, and Joe Burrow may not be as fun to watch. But Joe Burrow can make every freaking throw across the field to anybody. Um, and I think Josh Allen can too. I think the difference in the game is I don't remember the last time like Buffalo has just been really good with their pass rush. And so that's why I'm giving the nod to, to Cincinnati. Um, Buffalo's defense is decent. It's okay. Um, but I just think everything that comes with Joe Burrow. But then also we got to give love to T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamal Chase, like that. Those, those three weapons can ball. And so I, I think Cincinnati Cincinnati's defense gets one more stop than Buffalo's does. So give me Cincinnati by like three, I think. So I got a confession to make, man. When I'm not watching the Carolina Panthers, especially when we was going through our early season bullshit, I was watching who I thought was the best quarterback in the NFL, and that's Joe Burrow. And I say that because he beat Patrick Mahomes. I literally sat and watched that game, and Joe Burrow was on another level. Having said that, Bill's missing my – I didn't even know Von Miller was on. So that, okay, cool, even better. And I think that, I honestly think that the the Bengals would have beat the Bills um, in the end of the Mar Hamlin game. I think they're going to come out still with that same energy. And I think they're going to they take care of business. I think, like you said, Savage, this is a perfect opportunity for Joe Scheisse to, to prove he is the best quarterback in the NFL. And from what I saw this season and what I hope to continue to see in the playoffs is that he is. So uh, give me the Bengals. I I hear all that y'all saying about Joe Burrow and is 100% accurate. This man can definitely be one day be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And they have a very fair shot to go into Buffalo and win this game. I'm sorry, but it's, he was sacked four times last week and it took a huge turnover and a huge mistake by the Ravens offense for them just to escape their game against the Ravens. And if I'm not mistaken, even though he was terrible at quarterback, Skyler was sacked four times. Skyler Thompson was sacked four times by the Bills. I think the Bills right right the ship this uh this week, but it, it will be an interesting one. Um, it'll be another tight one. I think the Bills take this one. Give me 27-20, Buffalo. Man, this was still going to be the best Monday night football game, and we was robbed of it in Cincinnati. Yep. Skyler made a statement in the group me a couple weeks ago. He thanked the NFL is rigged, right? Because of Jamar Hamlin's situation, at this point. because but yeah, but because of Jamar Hamlin's situation, and I think it's really to extent that the referees they try and make sure another certain team win. I don't think the players are in, in on the stuff. Jamar Hamlin's situation, I bet you they won Buffalo win the Super Bowl for Jamar Hamlin. Somehow, some way, the referees gonna try their best to make sure Buffalo win this game. But for whatever reason, I just really believe as good as Josh Allen is, he had three turnovers last week. He's gonna turn the ball over. And that's why I'm gonna pick the Bengals to win. I feel like he's just gonna make the crucial mistake, fumble at the one yard line against Minnesota, a fumble return or a pick return or a fumble return last for a TD last week. He do that for whatever reason. Throw himself just in the red zone. Like as good as he is, he always makes those dumbfound mistakes at the wrong time. Yeah, the, yeah. Burrow doesn't do that. I don't think I don't see Joe Burrow making. Burrow don't even turn the ball over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, so, yeah. I think the referees gonna try their best to make sure Buffalo win. Buffalo has a talent. Buffalo might be the best team in the field, but. 
Josh Allen is going to make a key mistake that's just going to cost him. And he can't do that against the Bengals. You can do that against Skylar Thompson. You can't do that against Joe Burrow. He's going to make you pay if you do it against him. So that's why I'm going to beat the Bengals. Now, now, I hope they don't put Eli Apple on Stephon Diggs. Lord Jesus. Yep. That's facts, uh, Ryan. Because last year, it was like their defense really stepped up. But last game should be uh, one of the crazy. I mean, these fan bases are after the Cowboys, the quarter nine fan base might be the next worst. <laughs> so, Cowboys, 49ers, Brock Birdie in the big time game against Dak Prescott. Who you got? Oh, man. Uh, man. So, this is basically like asking me as an Eagles fan, who you want to play next week? And honestly, I'm, I'm cool either way with whoever we play, but. This game is so hard to to pick because the Niners have the top defense in the league, one could argue. Uh definitely top 2, top 3 at least. Uh the Cowboys when they're when they're on, they're really really good. So long as Dak don't turn the ball over, they're going to find a way to score points, maybe not extra points or field goals, but they're going to find a way to score touchdowns. I said it for years. CD Lamb terrifies me. He 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 is a number one receiver. Like I'm a Cowboys, you know, I'm not a hater. I, I just don't like him obviously, but I can acknowledge when somebody is good. C.D. Lamb is a good wide receiver. Um, I low-key want to say come back, but I'm a, I'm a – so my head is telling me 49ers. My heart is telling me Cowboys because I want Eagles and Cowboys next week so bad, but I got to roll with the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Brock Purdy, he he played kind of iffy in that first half against the Seahawks, and then he turned it around. I think that's primarily coaching more than anything else. That's the last pick in the draft. He ain't that damn good. Uh, but the 49ers are going to lean on their run game or their, their short passing game and their defense to win this game. 49ers are going to handle business, I say, by a touchdown. Yeah, um, I have the 49ers winning as well, too. Um, I mentioned how good their defense is, and I think as great as we saw, as great as Dak looked last week, I think he's going to struggle against the 49ers defense for sure. One, um, I've always been if, if you're a defense that you can when you can rush the passer with only four people and you can drop, you know, seven in coverage, then, you know, all glory be God to you. And I think the San Francisco 49ers can do that. So uh, let's not forget that, you know, Dallas, a question mark for them is their offensive line and a strong suit for the San Francisco 49ers is their defensive line. Mm-hmm. So um, I think from that aspect, and I think also Savage mentioned it as well, too. Um, San Francisco is going to run the ball more than I think at Michael Parsons. I would not be surprised if they do that uh, just to kind of get him uh, to, you know, kind of take him out of the game, for, um, however they may be. So um, I'll take San Francisco, but I would not be surprised. It's one thing that's bothered me is Brock Purdy got to come back to earth at some point. That's the only thing that's bothering me. And I and I could very well see the case where Dan Quinn draws up a good ass game plan and they beat this game. But I, I don't think it, I think I don't think. He um, outdoors Kyle Shanahan. So give me San Francisco. Hey, y'all, this is sports analyst that's on mainstream TV that, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to say his name, but he said something stupid, you know, involving Rihanna and Beyonce this past week. Um, He has this thing that says, you know, what can go wrong for the Cowboys will go wrong. And I think this is that game for the Cowboys to be, you know, exploited, done for, whatever, every time they come back. Yeah, losing it. This is that game, Ryan. I think we got the same vibes, Ryan. Like, actually, and I can't believe I just said that. Um, but I do think that the 49ers will win about double digits as well. I just think that, that their defense is too good. 
Um, and their offense, like I said, even though Brock Purdy, you know, had to adjust in the second half, he did. Um, he got the, you know, arguably some of the best playmakers in the league um, with Debo and Christian McCaffrey, and I think he's going to lean on them heavily. Uh, so give me the 49ers again by double digits. This is that game that the Cowboys fall flat on their face, and, you know, first sake is going to be a good one Monday. Yeah. Uh, I said time and time again that the 49ers just find ways to win games. And I said a couple weeks ago that I don't think the 49ers are going to lose a game until the NFC Championship and when they face the Eagles. Uh, so I'm not going to go back on that point now. So uh, give me the 49ers in the VCR Bowl 31-21. Uh, to 21. What's a VCR? The last time both of these teams won the Super Bowl, we was using VCRs. What is that? Mm. Hey, yo, you just what is a VCR? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Y'all talking about me? So old. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Caffrey game. That's kind of suspect. That's kind of suspect against Cowboys. As then they beat themselves, <laughs> right? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ball, man. Big ball. Big ball. VCR ball. Melvin, man, what to do? That guy. Hey, yo, he been in the comments as well. That's man. pretty uh, cousin right there, Melvin. Yeah, no, he choosing his cousin out there. I'm the same. I think it's gonna the Cowboys got a legit shot, and I really want to pick him. But we always talk about coaching. <laughs> Mike McCarthy used to be able to coach him. Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, what's my guy? I forget his Mike name McCarthy. from the uh, yeah. 49ers. Shanahan, Shanahan. Oh, yeah. Shanahan. I, was, I was thinking Mike Shanahan, his son, Cal Shanahan, is better coach than Mike McCarthy. So for that reason, because Cowboys have as much as I saw the 49ers defense, the Cowboys defense is up there just as good, if yep. not like very like right next to them. So they're and that's what made me scared about Brock Perk. Like Scott said, I could see him come down to earth against this defense in this game. And he I don't think he's had a close game yet, right? But he probably could be what Tom Brady was when he won his first Super Bowl, right? So we let's see. I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt for coaching reasons, and that's why I'm choosing 49ers. In a real close one, I think they're going to win by a spread is four. I think they cover it by like a touchdown, six-point game, 30 to 24. Okay, so right around. I mean, y'all start show at three in the morning. Boy, Ryan, you don't get <laughs> I never said the run, the run defense. What you, what you hear, though, Ryan? What you hear? You're here. And we appreciate you're it. Here. You're here, ain't it? Scout, smash out, scout. I'll just scout with All right, man. Let's take it to the basketball courts. In the beginning of the season, right before the season started, we did a couple of contender pretenders, and I did it for the teams who were like in turmoil, had a lot of things going around, going on around the organizations. Now it's mid season. Some things have happened since then. I just wanted to see where y'all at about them. And Took, I'm gonna start with who you want to start with. Sit, scout, and chirp out on here. The Brooklyn Nets. Hey. What is the update with the Brooklyn Nets? Are they contenders? And, you know, K- and we know, K- you know, KD is hurt right now, but he's suspected to come back. Are they contenders or pretenders? Let's contenders. start with Skyler and Trevor before we get to two. Oh, okay, okay, my bad, my bad. No, I thought you said you saw me. Hey, no, I say I was starting. Well, no, I say I was. I say I was starting with your. I was starting with team you want to start with. Wait, my start bad. With yeah, no, 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 you're good. Um, so let me, man. I'm still going to go with pretender. I just, you know, great. They look good. You know, they've been. They were looking good. I think they were the two seed, right at the two seed, two or three seed, right before um, KD went down. And they actually have looked good. They have looked good. And I would definitely give them credit for that. 
Um, shouts to to the coach as well too for kind of you know turning things around and and uh, at least pointing them in the right direction. I just don't trust either KD or Kyrie both to be healthy in the playoffs. That's the only reason I give them that. I just don't see a scenario in which they are both healthy. They both are ready to go um, in the playoffs. And from that, I will give them pretending. So as of right now, Brooklyn is sitting fourth in the conference right now at 28 and 17. They just had a, a, Hell of a win against uh, Utah and Kyrie Irving. Jesus Christ, put on a master class last night uh, with 48. Um, everyone knows that the playoffs are, are all about matchups. And the only reason I want to flip my pick and go contenders is that I feel that they can get a favorable matchup. Um, the teams that are above them, I think maybe only Philly – I would probably give them a puncher's chance against because I don't trust Joel Embiid or James Harden in the playoffs. I don't trust Joel Embiid to be healthy or, or Glenn Rivers. Uh, so, obviously. Um, but if the playoffs were to start right now, they would have home court against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which I, I honestly, Cleveland is on a whole nother level right now. And I honestly would pick Cleveland in six if, they, if that was the matchup. But against anyone else in the East – outside of Boston and maybe Milwaukee. Milwaukee's still kind of teetering a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'll go I'll go contenders just for the sake of I think they can get a favorable matchup and they can get hot in the playoffs. It's my turn. It's my turn. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all taking entirely too long with that. They're contenders. Stop with the BS. Before Kevin Durant went out, they would they would have the best offense in the entire NBA. Stop the BS. Whatever happened while KD is gone, I don't hold this to the nest because at this point, Kevin Durant is a top three, top four MVP candidate. We see we see it now. We see how much he means to that Brooklyn that team. And whatever happens while he's gone, cool. But when he come back, they are contenders. Stop playing with the best player in the league, bro. Chill. Actually, I had a question. I'll wait my turn. I'll wait. <laughs> uh, as long as Kevin Durant got a pulse, they contenders for me. Uh, I, I I saw Kevin Durant damn near beat the championship Milwaukee Bucks before they went on to win the championship. Um, uh, they what two years ago? How long ago it was? Uh, Ryan, we're not getting on Ben Simmons right now. I told y'all he's not a he's not a, he's not he's not made to 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 be the guy. He's a green. He's Draymond Green. He's an elite third option. That's where he's supposed to be. That's where he's good at. We're going to see it in the playoffs. You're going to see the proof's going to be in the put in the playoffs. But yeah, Kevin Durant got a post. Kyrie got a post. They all right. They got, they got Steve Nash up out of there. They got Jacques Vaughn. they contenders. They're going to be contenders, and the world will see in the playoffs. That's all I got to say. Scott, oh. what's your statement? My question was just only going to be if y'all trust them to be healthy. That's it. I do. I, I think they'll be healthy. Yeah. They'll be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I probably stop my prediction. It's on everybody being healthy. Rather, I believe they're going to be healthy tonight. I'm going to predict based on everybody being there. And KD expect to come back. I expect them to be there. And I would flip. I said pretenders, but you remember I specifically said Steve Nash being the coach was the reason I had them as pretenders. If they ever fired him and they fired him pretty quickly, which I thought they should have did, and they gave a job to who I thought should have got it in Jock Vaughn. And he's showing that he's a good coach like I thought he was. They're contenders for me now. So. Shout out to the Knicks. Thank you for giving Jock Vaughn his much needed chance that he should have got three years ago. But you know, ain't nothing, ain't nothing like the present. <laughs> Shout out to Jock Vaughn taking advantage of his opportunity. Next up, 
this might be easy. I know Skyler called him a contender by everybody else called him, called him pretenders. The Phoenix Suns, Skyler, you start first. Pretenders, contenders. They're 22 and 24. Can I use my wild card to say information has changed? Can I do that? Hold on. Skyler had that. Skyler had that. <laughs> hey, come on, bro. When you sitting in class and the teacher just randomly call on you for no reason, you like, right. like hold on, never call on me. <laughs> hey, Joe, when you want paying attention, now I gotta read. Damn, what we pick off at? What you pick off? At? Uh, the um, information has changed. Incorporated. No, you gotta keep that's, that's tough, bro. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> well, I'm going to use that card anyway. Information has changed, brother. Uh, no, nah, they I, I don't trust them to be a contender at all. Um, I kind of hate that they are they're having this riff um, with Monty Williams. It's a black coach, and I kind of would at least like for them to kind of to mend the whole thing. But they just don't they they don't look well. They don't look healthy. So I'm going to change my original prediction and say that they're pretenders. Yeah, I said um, after last season that their window was was going to be their their window of opportunity was last season and that window is closed. I, I don't think Phoenix ever gets back. It's just too many issues going on right now with Phoenix. You got Chris Paul who's out injured again, who's making 40 plus mil. Uh DeAndre Ayton doesn't want to be there. Let's just keep it a buck. He doesn't want to be there. You got too many injuries going on right now. And I just feel that this, this I just feel bad for Monty Williams and again I know this may seem disrespectful, but Skyler brought up a point a while, while back that we might have to start revisiting a little bit. I know he's out now, but when he comes back, we really got to start asking this question like, yo, how good is Devin Booker really? Because um, can he really lead his team to a playoffs? Like, is you could say, well, they had that run in the bubble. Okay, cool. They got hot in the bubble. The bubble's the bubble. We, we, we saw everything that transpired in the bubble. It hasn't even translated to the outside. Um, they got Chris Paul, they got to the finals, they got fortunate with all the injuries going on with the rest of the uh, conference and things of that nature. And then you saw what happened in the finals. You saw what Luca did to him last season. I, I just think that, yeah, man, their their window is closed and they're going to have some very, very uh tough decisions to make. And I ain't even mentioned the whole situation with Jay Crowder that's still hovering over the franchise as well. Uh, Not to mention with the pending sale with Robert Sarver as well. So, yeah. Their window is closed. I said it was closed to start of the season, so they're they're pretenders. Trolling all, and I'm throwing this out there. If Phoenix is at the 10th spot and the Lakers are within range, I think the Lakers get the 10th spot. That's not true. I mean, they both suck, so it wouldn't even matter to me. LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James. I, 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 think, I, I, I honestly think if Phoenix – I'm going to give Phoenix the benefit of that, that everyone would get healthy and maybe turn it around. But if they don't, I think the Lakers overtake them to get in the play here. To, to your point, Trevor, I said it two years – the year after they went to the finals. Um, and No, the year of the finals. They ran to the, a hurt Lakers team because AD got hurt. In that game, and I said they, they Lakers were up this series, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they were up to one. Yeah. 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 Like, and I yeah. was like, it is, is healthy, like the Lakers win that series. And I said it mm-hmm. after they lost to the Bucks. I was like, this team not making the playoffs next year. Now they had they had the best record, I think, in the NBA, and they still get their ass kicked by the Mavericks. But I feel like I was early to the to the to the punch right here in terms of like the how they're built right now with their players. Y'all know how I feel about DeAndre Aiden. I'm gonna say the nigga trash. He is trash. <laughs> get get DeAndre Aiden out of Phoenix. Get Chris Paul into a retirement home. 
put some help around Devin Booker. Like, if 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 there's any team that needs to get Pascal Siakam, it is this one right here. Ooh, I'll yes, they do. Heaven and Earth to get Pascal Siakam and Phoenix with Devin Booker to make that shit work. They are pretenders until further notice. Pascal for DeAndre Ayton? I don't know if DeAndre Ayton can be traded, but yeah, <laughs> Toronto needs some size. So <laughs> they need legit five, man. Like, yep. You can't go wrong. Yep. So I actually went to the Suns game against the Nets, and one thing or two things that I actually saw was, one, Cam Johnson is a clear fan favorite. So I understand why he's getting – he's about – I think he just came back from injury too. So I understand why he's over Jay Crowder if they're trying to pin to the fan base. Like, I get it. Like, after Devin Booker, it may be Cam Johnson that way that they were cheering. Number two, the same way that we treated Pau Gasar as far as how you dunk the ball, be strong – Get aggressive, that's literally how the Suns fan base feel about Aiden. So Savage is literally right on the head. Everything like Aiden put up 24 and 12, whatever, cool. And the Suns fans should be happy. But y'all act lost times of dunk the ball, dunk the damn ball, you softy. Like I've heard that so many times throughout. And he, he had a great game against the Nets. But I say that to say that the, the organization, if you're trying to appeal, get Aiden out of there. You get get him out of there. You know, get Jay Crowder out of there. Y'all holding them hostage. At this point, but I think that ownership, uh, to my understanding, ownership has a big deal to do with it because even though Sarver is selling the team, he hasn't sold the team. Therefore, he's still making decisions for the team. So if you got Aiden still on a hundred million dollar contract and, you know, Jay Crowder still on this contract, whatever, boom, 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 he's still making those decisions. So I don't think a move will be made. So I think everybody just there just to be hooping at this point. Um, I say all that to say that the Phoenix Suns, y'all, since December, only won four games. Y'all go look at the schedule right now. They literally won four games. They pretenders. They're done for. I was happy to be here when they was at their height, and I'm here for the downfall. But it is what it is because the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Yep. Pretenders for me, information has not changed on my end. It feels like Chris Paul, and I, I like Chris Paul, but it feels like when he joins the team the first year or two, great. After that. I get they get tired of him. I don't know what happens. It seems like it's a recurring theme wherever he go, right? Um, and it's not just him. I mean, in this case, DeAndre Aiden was a big part. The J. Crowder situation ain't going the ownership. So it's a lot more. And it seemed like with him with the ownership with Donald Sterling and the Clippers. So I feel like he just has bad luck, it feels like, as well as his just demeanor. It's, it's um, pushing his teammates so much. It feels like they may get tired of him as well. But just a lot of bad luck. And hey, it's unfortunate, but I, I saw it coming from out of way out there. That game seven against Dallas last year. That was just the nail the coffin for them. Now, let's do real quick. Do we all agree that the Celtics are contenders, right? So no point going through. Yeah, no point. Yeah. No. They all probably right. agree. win the whole thing. Just right. Next. <laughs> we all agree the Lakers are pretenders. Right. Yeah. All right. Give me trade that line. I may, may I may have a different decision. Okay. Now we're, okay, we're yeah. The parents pretenders are for tenant in the actual playoffs. Yeah, they're they're pretenders. What are they gonna trade for? I'm talking about contenders for a championship. We talking about championship oh, playoffs. Hell no. Give me trade that line. And I and I say that for a reason. I'm I'm not saying it to be true. What would they trade for to be a contender? No, no, no. I'm saying just what if they make a move, whatever, just give me the answer. I, what, I, what does this move look like? I, 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 I'm curious. To and know. they still got to be healthy. I'll play a healthy with them. That's, now. Healthy one. Now. That's <laughs> fair, but still, based on what I'm saying from the Lakers, especially especially this year, like they've been in really close games. What I say that is if you're in a close oh, game oh, and, a play in, and you got oh. LeBron and you got a healthy AD, it's possible. But I don't expect them to uh, – they don't, they don't trade Russell Westbrook. 
and they don't trade uh, Patrick Beverly. Other than that, anybody that they if they can get somebody else 15, 18 points a game without having to lose that core of AD and Russ. I know it's I know it's far fetched, but I've seen crazier things happen. I've Look. seen y'all get Pau Gasol for Marc Gasol and Kwame Brown. I've seen Look, crazy that, things that, happen. I've that was it. under good leadership. Oh. This ain't good leadership, brother. I've seen crazy things. I've seen it. So like I said, the Lakers have already mortgaged the entire 2020s uh just so they can compete now. For them to even make a move, they gotta part with that 2027 and 2029 pick. Like I said, I've seen crazier things, bro. The Lakers will not have a first round pick until Aiden Riley is in the NBA. It's gonna be a hey. long time. Yeah. <laughs> a very long time. It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be <laughs> dark days. In, in wow. I, I never seen the AC get to the finals, so I haven't seen that crazy of things happen. Yeah. The only AC was in the lockout season with the Knicks. That's the only time. The the only one. One. Wow, they did. I don't care. That's the only. They don't count. They don't count. They don't count. They don't count. I think I'm just trying to be optimistic for Laker fans, man. That's all. Uh yeah. It's a week. The playoffs, yes, they can get in, but I'll talk about championships. <laughs> they can actually mm-hmm. playoffs. They can potentially get there and be a scary out in the first round, but that's about it. Um, yeah, the Clippers weren't a team in turmoil, so we ain't going to get to them yet. We can get to them later. We ain't going to get to them. Not today. We don't get to them, though. Don't worry. After we, we, through, we try to get through the teams we talked about early in the season. So last team, Golden State, they were a team in turmoil coming to the season. Contender, pretender. What y'all got now? They're 23 and 23. Jordan Poole did win the game for them in Cleveland yesterday. But what y'all got? Contender until I see them put out. I, I know what they look like. And, hell, they can't, play, they, they can't win on the road to save their life. Uh, but until I see them put out, they are a contender to me. So. I agree. They're 6 and 18 on the road. Jesus Christ. But until somebody beats them four out of seven times in the series, they're, they're, they're contenders. Man, they chilling to the playoffs, man. Contenders. Like, let's, let's, let's stop the BS. Let's stop the BS. They contenders. So we talked about this on Three to Hardaway uh, maybe a week or two ago. And I've, I can't I, – I, they suck on the road, but it's also like they just got to win one game on the road because them dudes do not lose at home for whatever reason. They do not lose at home. Ah, Best record at home, worst record away. I can't. What you, what you going to say? But they don't play defense. They, it's it's different in Golden State right now. I think I still must say pretender yeah. right now. I'm gonna still say pretender right now, cause I I I gotta see them in the playoffs. They are gonna get make playoffs for sure, but yeah. I gotta see what the what the matchup is. I would love to see them against Denver because Draymond knows how to defend the Joker. Um, and if they can beat Denver, then I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Denver, all right, so I'm gonna say, all right, I'm looking at the standings right now, so just 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 bear with me here, Savage. All right, so they would be in the play-in right now. So nah, one game, six. one game for the seventh seed. I'm pretty sure you're picking Golden State to beat Utah. Uh, they're yeah. six right now. They're six. I think. Yeah, no, they're seven right now. They're yeah, seven. I right got now. six. They twenty-three. I got seven. Twenty-four. They tied. They 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 tied. It's seven. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, tied. I know they're tied, but they they've given the Clippers the the the, the six. Oh, points. so that's what I'm saying. Man, so, man, so, yeah, and so assuming Golden State takes care of business against Utah in the uh, first round, they will be matched up against the Memphis Grizzlies. So and the Grizzlies should win that series. They should. They should have won. Yeah, they should. Based on what <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, I think that would be interesting. Uh, I think. Captain, did you show uh, Darren's comment from February? February? Oh, yeah. Warriors King? That would be interesting. Very, very I, would, cool. I would love that. I would love that, man. I would love that first round matchup. 
Yeah, they actually yeah, went to tiebreaker. That's the, that's the matchup. Games. Some dudes good. They play good basketball. No defense, but good basketball. <laughs> yeah. Mike Brown, yeah. coach. I mean, I, Mike Brown, coach of the year, uh, possibly. He should be. He should he be. Running. Running. He should yeah. be. He's been about 20 years. Okay. So the Kings in the playoffs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but I tend to lean more towards average. I just feel like I think pretender for right now. It could change, but basically, I don't see a team not play that well throughout the whole season to get in the playoffs and all of a sudden turning on. Yeah. Like, there is a problem somewhere. I think a lot of it, role players play a big part. I think Otto Porter and Gary Payton is showing. For and It's mm. crazy. You think of them two names, you're like, yeah, they just lost them two. But I thought the young guys would show up better. They haven't so far. And mm-hmm. at some point, I don't see a team, kind of like Tampa. Like, it was just like, hey, I don't think Gold State's bad like Tampa was. But mm. you can't just not do nothing throughout the whole season. All of a sudden, playoffs. Oh, they're going to turn it on because they got Tom Brady. They're going to turn it on because they got Steph Curry and Clay right. Thompson and Draymond. I, I need to see something over these last two months that actually show me that okay, they're actually progressing. They actually gonna win a couple of road games. Yeah, show me that they actually I, that they can, will actually do it. Can can I throw this out there? I don't think it's the role players. I think it's the guy that you, they just paid. Because now you're asking yeah. him to be the well, second best player on the so, team. Yeah, you're asking player. him basically to be the, your, your <laughs> second best player now because Draymond and Clay are not the same. Although Clay has <laughs> Clay has had uh, has played well as of late, but. It's clear that Draymond and Clay are not the same Draymond and Clay, and unless they're going to flip that switch in the playoffs, I, you relying on Jordan Poole to be the second best player next to Steph, that could spell trouble for Golden. Jordan State. Poole can't guard a cone, bro. That man don't guard nobody. Uh, <laughs> I consider him, although he's paid like a star, I consider him a role player. They just paid yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. they paid yeah, a role player. Why I've been upset from the jump. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, well, y'all got four or eight years, man. You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Look at that nigga right now. <laughs> All right. All right, man. That was, hold on. When Ryan said the starting lineup is the league in that bench, minus Pooh is none is instant. Yep. Great job. Ibaka to, right, to the rescue. Uh, Ooh, I don't think Ibaka changes that. Ibaka's going to Brooklyn. But, we'll see. <laughs> yep. But that does it for the show. As y'all already know, follow us on any social media site, LBR underscore media, subscribe on any platform, audio, and YouTube, any given Saturday. Y'all can catch us live. We are nearing 200 episodes, so really close there, about the next three or four episodes. As always, y'all know, shout out to everybody who's in the comments. Uh, Ryan, Fat Boy Fadeaway, Melvin, my guy Mike Patton, and Tyler. I make sure I ain't missing nobody. I think that was, yep. Shout out to everyone who's coming. Follow that podcast, Fat Boy Fadeaway. TV podcast, touring the FC South, <laughs> Wait, uh, jump pass <laughs> for Ryan and Melvin don't have a podcast. So just a uh, shout out, I got Melvin. Hardy <laughs> as well. Also, as we have Three the Hardaway people on here, Three the Hardaway podcast on the LBR Media. Check them out. Appreciate they got an episode coming up either Monday, Sunday, next, Monday. Next week. We, we off this week. Okay, y'all skipping the week. Yeah, cool. we off this week. Yep. But yeah, y'all see them come over with some really good topics every week. And of course, you know, follow me on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P sharp. Uh, I'm at underscore Scalade on Twitter. Justice for uh, Terry Nichols. Most definitely, man. Uh, I'm at the Otter Trevor. That's my starting five stick. Um, I need the Grizzlies and the Tigers to to like have a whole practice where y'all ain't doing nothing but shooting free throws. Uh, NBA players have already been snitching on on these podcasts saying that y'all only practice like 30 minutes a day anyway. So y'all. <laughs> Y'all can use that extra time to, to shoot some damn free throws.
at Tab Shakira. Just let you know, Grizz fans, 15 and 11 in the Western Conference ain't fine at all. And I said what I said, damn it. <laughs> M7901. Uh, yes, work on y'all free thoughts. If I'm good for 7 out of 10 as a 30-year-old retired player, I need y'all to make 7 out of 10. And for Greasy's content, y'all know to follow us and check us out. Starting five, number five. MEM on Twitter, starting five podcast on Greasy Bear Blues Podcast Network. We should have a new episode coming out this Monday night, right before the Sacramento Kings game this Monday. And without further ado, while I get out here, I do have to say shout out to the Tennessee Titans, Tyron Black GM, Rand Carton. That was a great press conference every day. Ryan, I know he excited. So shout out to Titans, tying up. And next time, peace. Peace. Go Memphis. <laughs>